the Author to Author podcast series with award-winning author Pamela R. Haight. Welcome to the podcast. Dalgetty Herbal Teas produce 100% natural high-quality organic teas using only the best ingredients. Available now from all major supermarkets or please visit our website at dalgetty.co. Dalgetty Herbal Teas. Hello lovely listeners, it's Pamela R. Haynes here, award-winning author of Loving the Brothers. It is International Women's Day here and also a year to the day since I started the Author to Author podcast and what a year it has been so far. Within a week I had sponsorship from Dolgetty Herbal Teas and I also found a sympathetic producer willing to work with a novice like me. So far I have conducted 22 episodes and interviewed 25 people for the podcast. The Author to Author podcast has had listeners globally in 29 countries across all ages and genders. People are listening via Spotify, Anchor and Apple Podcasts and I'm humbled to know that listeners have been tuning in and enjoying the podcast episodes in their hundreds via Pantango Radio and I have a good following on UK246.com. Getting the podcast on East London Radio at the start of the year has been such an achievement and knowing that it's going out to St Bart's Hospital, Mile End Hospital, London Hospital and Newham Hospital radios really warms my heart. Getting the podcast on Amazon Music and Audible were the icing on the cake. But that again, getting the podcast on Amazon Music and Audible were definitely the icing on the proverbial cake just a few weeks ago. So the podcast is going from strength to strength and I want to take the opportunity to thank everybody for their support. I have enough books here for at least two more seasons. But if you know a self-published author or if you are a self-published author and you'd like to have a chat about your book and your book journey, then please reach out and contact me. And you can do so on Instagram at Loving the Brothers Author. Or reach out to me and send me a message on Facebook. And my Facebook page is Loving the Brothers by Pella R. Haynes. But that's enough about me. I have a delightful guest here. Her name is Francesca Bleckner. And she will be talking about her book, Self-Care for Life in the City. See you on the other side. Francesca, welcome to the Author to Author podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. And thank, thank you. you for donating two copies of your book which is mm. called Self-Care for Life in the City. And my first question to you is, why now? Why did you um, decide to write now? Well, I actually, I was writing it in 2018, over a period of 18 months. And the reason I wrote it as a holistic health coach and working in, in well-being, and at the time I was working in fitness, doing personal training, and I was just seeing an epidemic of, in the last five to 10 years, really, of chronic fatigue, autoimmune disease, high anxiety, high stress, burnout. And I was seeing it in the younger and younger population. So I found I was repeating myself with all the advice that I was giving. So I thought, okay, I need to put everything that I know and all the principles that I've been taught and teach into a book, into a simple guide of how to really thrive in your health in the modern world where our, the modern world isn't really suited <laughs> for us to thrive as humans 
And so that's why I started writing it. And then unbeknown to what was you know, going to happen globally, I released it in May 2020. So the beginning of the, of the first lockdown. And now I just think it's more important than ever before because the way modern world is definitely not conducive to how we're meant to be as as human beings and to human health, and especially with the added stress and anxiety and uncertainty and you know, people concerned about their health. Now, there's no better time than now. It feels like the book came just at the right time. I've noticed that it's split into three parts. So tell us about part one when you talk about the mind. Yes. So part one is, is about the mind. And so this is really about our thoughts, how your thoughts impact your physiology. So every thought that you think has an impact on your biochemistry. And so how to start to live your life more consciously because 95% of our behavior comes from the subconscious mind. So unless we start to bring awareness of what are the thoughts that we're thinking, we, we either begin to repeat past patterns. Most of those thoughts, 95% of those thoughts are usually negative. So we end up going around in these cycles and unaware of this perhaps negative self-talk and critic that's going on, which can then create self-sabotage in your life. So the mind is about your thoughts. It's about meditation. It's about in that section of what about breathing, the power of the breath, the power of I am, getting clear on what success means to you. What is your definition of success? Because most people are chasing definition of success that doesn't actually belong to them. It's a program that they have been conditioned with either through authority or through um, social programming, through education, maybe it's for, through, through their parents, what their parents deem successful. So the mind section is all about your mind and your thought processes and getting clear, bringing, living your life more consciously and more, with more conscious awareness moving yeah. through the world. Yes, I do like the idea of developing an attitude of gratitude. And um, yeah. it's certainly one of the first exercises that I do when I wake up in the morning is to remind myself and to be thankful for what I'm grateful for, like, like the gift of being on the wake up list, as they call it. Um, would mm. you like to say more about that? How would you help someone develop a mindset of gratitude? Gratitude is such a beautiful practice. And I have noticed sometimes when I slip in and out of it, I've been doing gratitude practices for years and I've got journals full in my daily lists of gratitudes and actually to look back on it and reflect is really beautiful but there also have been periods of times where I have got I don't know my has slipped my mind <laughs> I also rotate some of my practices otherwise if I do all of my practices and spiritual practices in every morning I might be doing it for hours so sometimes there's periods of times where I might do something else instead of the gratitude practices and I do feel it when I don't do it so what it does is it really evokes that feeling of appreciation, of thankfulness. And I think it's so important at this time as well, where a lot of fear is being fed, a lot of doom and gloom and a lot of uncertainty. The humans are programmed to be in survival yes. response, the, in, into that fear response. So when we go into a state of gratitude, that helps to decrease the fear response it puts us into a different state and that's so key at this time in the world so I always say to my clients that managing your energy should be a priority because how you start your day has an impact on how the rest of you how you go about the rest of your day 
if you're starting your day waking up to the news, that's going to put you in a very different state to if you just take five, ten minutes writing down what are you grateful for, appreciation, because then you start to rewire your nervous system and your brain to seek more of what you would be thankful for or more of what evokes that feeling, which is manifestation, which is law of attraction as well. So you're actually training the neural pathways in your brain to seek more of what makes you feel more grateful or more more appreciative. I really do like the way the book starts with the minds because what your mindset is then impacts on your physical body as well. And that is part two of the book. So can you tell our listeners a bit more about how the mind impacts on the body and what we can do to aid the body in its in its recovery? Yes, absolutely. So every thought you have has your thoughts of what are what you think. Your emotions are what you feel. So emotions, what you feel, that holds in the body, right? So I work with a lot of clients that experience anxiety. And often when I ask them where do they feel anxiety in their body, it's right in the center, either in the chest or right in the, the solar plexus point, just beneath the where the ribs meet. So what your emotions hold in the body and what we're not bringing awareness to, going back to the mind, is if we're not conscious of how we're living, then our subconscious programming is playing the show, is kind of ruling ruling your life. And those subconscious programs are usually negative, negative self-talk or negative emotions that you might be holding. You might be holding trauma from the past, things that have not been discharged hold in your nervous system whether you may know that consciously or not and so that's where I'm personally I work with people doing somatic practices so movement getting into your body is really key moving your body breath work is really powerful as well because it's it's almost like helping to clear out the debris of those you know stagnant thoughts and emotions and it helps to open out your energy field so what we put into our body has an impact. What food are you eating? How are you nourishing yourself? We're sitting eating junk that's going to have lower your energy, your state, your vibration. So how are you taking care of yourself, uh, moving your body? What foods are you eating? Are you eating regularly as well, especially for women? That has a huge impact on hormones, blood sugar regulation. If we're not eating regularly through the day and having like long gap of you know maybe just having breakfast and then a huge dinner you know it seems tends to happen with a lot of people they're too maybe they're too busy to eat or haven't time to prepare and what else I put in the body also what are you putting on your skin because your skin is an organ you're feeding your skin so most commercial body care products and household cleaning products are full of chemicals, toxic chemicals that are going into our bloodstream. The skin is the largest organ in the body. Lots of parabens, lots of xenoestrogens. So these kind of estrogen mimicking chemicals that then create estrogen dominant disorders and disease, fibroids. So the mind and body are so interconnected, we cannot really treat them as separate. It has to be an integrated holistic approach. So tell me, Francesca, what will people learn from reading your book in terms of 
we are given so many mixed messages. It's interesting you talk about eating regularly. And yet there was a fad and still is a fad at the moment for fasting during the day and so on. So, and there are people who are, you know, they're fasting maybe 10 hours out of the day. How does your book help to put people on the right path in terms of looking after their bodies? Thanks for raising that. I'm really glad you brought that up because when I've sort of done some research into into fasting, into women's health and, and hormonal health, and that, you know, my book is for women and men, not just women but a lot of the research on fasting is done on men and men and women's hormonal profiles are very different so women's hormonal profiles is much more delicate it's quite easy to to become off balance with blood sugars and hormones for women so it's not necessarily advisable to do long fasting periods for a woman the only fasting i sort of recommend for women is that 18 6 so eating between 10 a.m and 6 p.m and then you have an overnight fast where quite a few hours from dinner to bedtime so it's actually helping to just let the whole digestive system process clear and then you just eat a little bit later in the morning but actually long periods of fasting in the day not necessarily ideal for women especially if their hormones are already not balanced thank you for that answer so we've looked at the first part, which is about the brain, and we then looked at the body, but very few people connect that with the soul as well, which is part three of your book. Can you say more? Yes, sure. And actually, I just wanted to add a, in answer to that, the past question as well with my book, what they would learn is my philosophy is always about going back to basics and keeping it simple. Most people are already in a state of overwhelm, burnout, fatigue. So it's really about returning back to nature and the principles of natural health. Move the body, clean water, where's your produce coming from, tapping into your breath, mindset, your thoughts, and living with purpose. And so the soul section is about your more of your creativity, your self-love, dream building, vision building, and letting go as well. The Art of Letting Go, I have a, a, a chapter on that. Letting go of what's not serving you anymore. Step into more expansion of your soul and bring everything together. Mind, body, soul, holistic approach, a completely integrative approach. Before I came on the call, I was talking to a woman about creating a morning and evening routine for her children. Just needed some support around um, how to organize bedtime and have a successful bedtime and put the children down by um, seven o'clock. Um, and it's interesting that looking through your book, you talk about creating a morning and an evening ritual. What kind of activities would those routines involve? So a morning ritual, I always say going back to your previous question is how you set your energy sets you up for the rest of the day. So how you start your day sets you up for the rest of the day. It's really, really important. And especially in the last two years, I know I keep going back to that, but I've had to up my own practices just to right. stay centered and grounded because your inner world reflects your outer world. So what we experience out there is also a reflection of what we're experiencing internally. So the more grounded and centered we become, then our external world shifts we serve then from a more centered place. So that 
totally transforms how you show up in your relationships, how you show up with your family, how you show up in business, how you show up with your colleagues. So I always say, just start with one thing. One thing, if you've never done a morning ritual before or a morning practice, begin with five minutes. So it could be the gratitude journaling. It could be taking some time to focus on your breaths and deep diaphragmatic breaths, breathing into the belly. That's self-regulation for your nervous system. It helps to ground you instantly. It might be doing some meditation. Some people find it quite hard to jump straight to doing a silent meditation. So then it's whatever resonates with you, whether that's journaling, doing focusing on, on breathing, maybe it's some movements and stretching and mobilization to get into your body, especially if you're somebody who spends a lot of time in your head, head or as I say, living from the neck, from the neck up, disconnected to the body then it might be just take some time to to move your body, do a little bit of stretching or mobilization. So it's really what resonates, what resonates with each individual. So I've grasped what happens during the morning ritual. What about the evening ritual? How does that work? That's all in my book. (laughs) (laughs) So the evening ritual, I've got a section on sleep and circadian rhythms. So I would recommend like a wind down routine. And so there's some certain things you can do to make your bedroom conducive. For example, switching off electronics an hour before you go to bed, making sure that your room is blackout. It's again, it, it can be whatever resonates with you. So you might want to be doing your gratitude, your gratitudes at the end of the day. What worked for you today? Like what felt good? I think it's a really good idea to do something like that where you do a little bit of writing whether it's journaling or gratitude because it's a great way to just close the day and also just almost disconnect put a full stop at the end of the day because if you go to bed (laughs) with stuff on your mind and your to-do list or kind of in a grumpy mood guaranteed you're going to wake up in that same state so have something where you can kind of just sort of clear the end of the day so whether again it's same thing it can be focusing on your breath it could be doing a little bit of mobility mobility some stretching maybe it's um maybe it's re- for me i love reading in bed mm. that just it makes me sleepy but it also it just helps me switch off from the day as well and then there's other things in your evening ritual depend depending because i know a lot of people have trouble deep having a really deep sleep and resting so there's a lot of tips in there about how you can really create that environment to wind down so you want to limit bright lights for example lights from your electronics so you, maybe you will have candles or dim dimmed lights or himalayan i have himalayan salt lamps at home so that again that has an impact on your hormones that red dim light will start to drop cortisol levels bright lights stimulate cortisol that's amazing. Thank you for um, all that you have uh, said. I'm sure people will be rushing out to get a copy of the, the book. Tell me how the book links to your to your business. What is it that you do? So my work is I'm a holistic health and lifestyle coach and breathwork facilitator. My passion is working with people to help them overcome burnout and reset their health blueprint. Using, again, the principles of nature building a strong foundation my belief is that your health energy your level of energy health and vitality is a foundation to all things it affects impacts everything how you show up in life relationships and business so it's based on four pillars 
and that's nervous system regulation, trauma integration, mindset, and nutrition and lifestyle. And so a lot of it crosses over a lot of the content I have in my book. And how has that been received in the business world? Are you quite busy at the minute? Were you and were you busy during the pandemic? In the pandemic, yes, I was for the the first year, but I my father passed at the end of 2020. So I, to be honest, last year, I really was more about taking some time out for myself to process and recover from burnout myself. You know, again, it's the emotions, grief, we have to process grief and emotions that can lead to burnout. So yeah, last year, I took quite a bit of just space and time out to focus on my own physical and emotional health, which is done wonders <laughs> but now yes there's definitely is more demand so many more people are coming forward for trauma integration that's something that i've really oh, seen in the past since the pandemic and a lot more people are open to doing more holistic and spiritual work in the last i've noticed that in the last year and a half I mean, that's good. I mean, first of all, you know, my condolences to you on the passing of your, your, your father. And what's really good as a wellness coach that you actually took time out for yourself as well, because very often people in a position like yourself are so busy supporting others that they forget that they actually need help themselves and need support mm. themselves. So it's really good to hear that you, you said that. And I've certainly followed you and um, Danny on social media and know that you were doing some work together in terms of processing it all, coming yeah. through the other side and still processing it, I think, as well. So even yes. a year on from now, it's not something that you do a couple of classes and that you are suddenly over. It's a process that you go through. So thank you for your honesty around those issues. Um, I'm delighted to hear that um, people are coming forward to um we need more people like you in terms of helping people uh, through what is a very stressful time at the moment, the time of yeah. lots of uncertainty. Thank you so much for that. I'm really passionate as well about you've got to walk the talk. Everything I teach and mentor my clients, I do myself. So I take time to, to as I was saying, I've up to my own practices to make sure I'm grounded, especially if I'm serving clients. One of my core values is working with integrity. And so that means that I have to make sure my cup is full first before I show up. And that's fundamental. Otherwise, I'm out of integrity and, and that's going against my, myself and my own values. Oh, oh yeah, I 100% agree with you around that. And there are people who are practicing when they have major flaws themselves. They actually need support themselves. And um, you don't want to be passing on that kind of energy to the clients and the people that you work with. But let's know a little bit more about you. Where in the world are you from? I'm from London and I have just moved to North, kind of North London, border of Hart, North London, Hertfordshire, actually. So just edging towards the countryside a bit more. And where do your family hail from? My well, my mum's grown up in the UK, she's from Jamaica originally, and my dad is English. That's excellent. And if you had the opportunity to travel anywhere in the world and money was no object, where would you go to? Well, do you know what? I'm actually traveling next month for the first time in a few years, and I'm, I'm going to Costa Rica, and I'm really have been planning wanting to go there for years so 
I'm going to go with that. There's loads of places I want to travel to, but um, I'm super, super grateful that I'm able to get there. Why Costa Rica and what kind of holiday are you hoping for? Well, I have somebody I know who's another facilitator. She is supporting someone she knows who's running a retreat there. So I'm planned to go on that. And I, I just think going back to that, sort of taking some time and some space is needing to have a little a reset myself and just be in nature, sun. I don't want for much. I just want to be in nature, sunshine, heat and nice, good local organic food. All those good things. Sun, and some healing. Sand. Yep. Yeah, and healing. Yeah, you can add healing to that as well. On that retreat, yeah. There'll be some yoga, breath work and yeah, it's going to be really nourishing. So my soul's really calling for that. Nourishing that just to really be immersed in nature. It's lovely. So when you're not writing and when you're not doing all of your breath work, what is it that you do? What other hobbies do you have? Oh, I love cooking. I love trying out new recipes. I used to do a lot of capoeira back in the day. I would say capoeira is the, the Brazilian martial arts dance. So I did that for years and I loved that. But my, my teacher went back to Brazil years ago and I did find a couple of other groups, but I, I was never able to sort of maintain that the commitment to train and the travel. So something I really miss, actually, I haven't quite replaced that hobby, which is a big part. That was a big part of my life. But I have uptaken a new hobby, which is upcycling. So I got quite into that during the um, in the past year and a half, actually, just upcycling old furniture and doing it up. And that's kind of my creative outlet. So I want to get into that a little bit more in the next few months. Yeah, reading, self-development. I love learning. Okay, so what are you reading at the moment? I am reading, it's called Thus Spoke the Plant, and it's about plants and their consciousness and the, oh, wow. the new science of plants and consciousness. So it's, I'm quite early into the book, I'm not that far in, but it is it's pretty fascinating. Can you tell us the title again? Thus Spoke the Plant. The next question I had to ask you is, can you tell us anything more about what your other projects are likely to be? Is is there another book coming, a part two, to self-care life for, for life in the city? Is there a sequel? Nothing solid as yet, but I have a feeling there might be something being birthed in the future. I've had a lot of, quite a few people around me who say, you're going to write another book, you're going to write another book, if you like energy guides and, and healers who said that and I am starting to feel it coming I'm not sure what it will be about yet but um yeah I think there will be but I don't know what it is yet I just have a feeling that there is so what our listeners don't know I did mention Danny Blechner earlier she's your sister is she your older sister yes. younger sister baby sister she's Still... my middle sister right I've got another older sister as well Okay. Yeah, she's much. She's older. So she published your book. She's Conscious Dreams Publishing. What was it like working with your sister? (laughs) It was great, actually. She was. She's like my number one fan. So it was brilliant. I I think she had to put some boundaries in in terms of not asking her work questions and texting her for work questions late at night or um, you know when it was her off time. So I had to learn to respect that. But actually, it was great fun. I loved the process. 
absolutely love the process. It's brilliant and exciting. And how long did it take from an idea until when you were actually holding your first proof in your hands? About 18 months. Right. Well, that's a relatively short yeah. period of time then to turn that book around. Oh, is it? Okay. I thought it was quite long, actually, <laughs> because I had a bit of a block for a few months. So right. actually, I would say it was about, yeah, 20 months. If you had to give a piece of advice to aspiring author, I'd say the best advice I had from Danny was to kind of start from the back. What would the blurb? And that's how I did it. Be. And then write the content. What are you going to include? What do you want the book to cover? Who Who's your reader? Get clear on like who your reader is. And then from there, once I had that framework, then the rest just kind of just came. Have an idea of what the blurb might look, back, look like and then work back from there. Yeah, mm. sounds like really sound advice. Yes. Francesca, what three words describe you? Oh, I say grounded is a word that I a lot of people say I tend to describe me with. Grounded, ambitious, and creative. That's wonderful. And how can people now they've got a taster of the book? The best, if you're in the UK, the best way to get the book is directly through the author. It supports the author, which is on my website, holisticbodylife.com. And that's W-H-O-L-I-T-I-C bodylife.com. And then if you are outside of the UK, you can get from most book depositories. So on Amazon, on Tree, Barnes & Noble, Foils. So most of those outlets on the internet. That's fantastic. Are you on social media? I am. I'm most active Instagram under Holistic Body Life, the same as my website, and also LinkedIn under my name, Francesca Blechner. Can you repeat the LinkedIn address again? You said that's Holistic Body Life. Oh, that's the Instagram. And then my LinkedIn is under my name. Well, we've almost come to the end, but um, what I did was to leave us one of your favourite affirmations. Do you know what? The affirmation that comes to mind right now, which is so key to the world and where it is right now, is I am safe. Because when you say I am safe, that begins to send a message to the nervous and it just, just brings you back into your body and back to the ground and back to the sense of I'm safe. Because right now, the majority of the world are walking around in fight and flight and survival. Not surprisingly. And that's why I say I have to use my practices myself as well. Because there's a lot of craziness out there. (laughs) So you have to bring yourself back to centre. I'm safe. I'm safe. I have control of my inner world and my experience. Love that. um, It reminded of Maslow hierarchy. And right at the bottom, the very first fundamental element of that is safety, you know, feeling mm. safe. So um, yes. it's good to hear you go right the way back to basic and something as simple as just want to be safe is a basic yes. human being. So um, yes. thank you for that. And I like the idea you say it out loud. You're sending that message as yes. well. I really love that. Francesca, it has thank been you. delightful for podcast this evening. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I wish all the best in on your holidays in Greeka. Come back to us. <laughs> Don't stay too long. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and to speak with you as a host. Bye for now. Bye bye.
I hope you enjoyed listening to the interview with Francesca Blechner. It's competition time now. Francesca mentioned that she was about to go travelling. Which country was she travelling to? Taking part in the competition couldn't be easier. Just reach out to me on Instagram at lovingthebrothersauthor and DM me with the correct answer. Or reach out to me on Facebook at lovingthebrothersauthor by Pamela R. Haynes and leave me a message there. Good luck and Bye for now. Please join Pamela R. Haynes for another Author to Author podcast coming soon.